Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Good morning to all of you and good morning to everyone watching online. Let's give our online audience a hand. We're so glad that you're here. Wherever you've tuned in from, we're believing that God will touch you right where you're at. Maybe it's on the beach, maybe it's in the mountains, maybe it's just at home, but we pray God's blessed over you. And so, hey, welcome to each and every one of you. We're continuing our summer at Milestone Series. How many of you enjoyed so far this series? I, I know I have. It's been a great series. We've had several guest speakers come in. I love hearing from our pastors, but I also love hearing from those that God brings because they can deposit some other things as well. And, and uh, if, you, if you've watched this series, you've been a part of it, you know, uh, there's been a lot of rich content. If not, uh, go back and check it out. Week one, we talked about breaking the treasure barrier. So that, that was an awesome message about finances, about looking at uh, what God's given us to steward in a godly way. Then we talked about how to bounce back. That, that was an awesome message by Dr. Chris. We talked about in the, uh, the third week about worshiping with passion. And then last week, Pastor Steve, our very own Pastor Steve, he talked about the waiting, right? And how to deal with the tension in the waiting process. And so I'm gonna continue our series today, but before I do, I wanna celebrate something that happened just a couple weeks ago. We had our high school student camp and uh, we had almost 1,200 young people in Lafayette, Louisiana. Come on, somebody, God's country. God's country where you can eat a lot of boudin and cracklings and it was awesome. And so we had an amazing time just in God's presence. And 42 years old, been in student ministry almost 20 years. And I gotta tell you, it never gets old. I love it. Now, I do have to drink a lot more Red Bull nowadays, but it's still awesome uh, because young people just going after God and, and just real and authentic and they're just raw. They're not trying to make it all polished, you know, and so it's refreshing to be around those young people. So thank you so much for those of you who, who helped us because we, we scholarshiped a lot of kids to go. And so let's give our youth team hand, uh, a hand all of our volunteers. So... It was awesome. We had also eight, eight other churches that were there in our spiritual family and their campuses. So we're looking forward to going back again next year. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. That's where we'll be this morning, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now the message I'm gonna preach this morning is actually the first message I preached at high school camp a few weeks back. And, and uh, as I was preparing for that message, I really felt like, Looking forward to, to this weekend, I was like, man, I feel like what God's placed on my heart for our students, I really feel like I need to preach the same word. Well, I didn't realize that on week two of this series, Dr. Chris actually, this was his passage. And I was like, man, do I need to change my passage? But I, I felt like there's still some meat left on that bone. Come on, somebody. And so we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and we're going to look at this. And uh, he did an incredible job on his message, but I'm going to go in a different direction. So I feel like we're safe there. And so 1 Samuel chapter 30, before I read it, let's just pray this morning and prepare our hearts to receive God's word. Father, we come to you this morning. God, we ask that you would give us eyes to see. We ask that you would give us ears to hear and a heart to receive all that you have for us this morning. And everyone said, amen. 1 Samuel chapter 30, David is on the run. He's been on the run from a long time, or for a long time from King Saul. King Saul was the first king of Israel. King Saul's heart and his motives have moved away from following 
what God has really wanted him to do. So God is raising up another man, David. And Saul's trying to kill David. And so David uh, has these, these mighty men that are following him. And they're going around. And, and David finds himself and his men find themselves in another country. And, and they're off serving um, and, 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 you know, with those who are leading that country. And they're off doing wars and raids with them. And, and one day, David and his men are going out to battle with, the, with this other nation. And the lords of this nation, they're like, uh, we're not very comfortable with David and his men because, you know, traditionally they're our enemy, but he's, on a, he's made an alliance with us. But what happens if he changes his mind in the midst of battle? We're not, we're not good with it, so we're, we're going to just go, go ahead and send them home. And so David and his men are going back to Ziklag, and Ziklag is a place where they, they've made a temporary stay, a temporary home. And we're going to pick up the story as they're on their way back to Ziklag. And verse one says this. Now David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. And now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and they had burned it. And had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but they carried them away as they went on. And when David and his men reached Ziklag, they had found it destroyed by fire their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. And David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and his daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod, and Abiathar brought it to him. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? God answered, and he said, pursue them, for you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. I've entitled this message this morning, Purpose in the Pain. Purpose in the pain. There, there's some things in life that, 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 that you question, like, does, does this really have a purpose? Is there, is there really any point to this? Is there really any benefit to this? And, and I think one of those things in life is pain. And, and if there's one thing that I've seen over the last 20 years of people who are walking with God and doing great things and running after God that's got them off track is this area called pain. You know, pain is, is not fun. Pain is, is inconvenient. Pain never happens at the opportune time. In fact, we try the best we can to live a pain-free life, and we try to avoid pain, and, but it seems to come out of nowhere. And so David and his men are in a situation where they didn't wake up that day thinking that they were going to face some bad news. They didn't wake up. It wasn't on their calendar. It, it, it wasn't on their radar, and that's the thing about pain. It's unexpected. And when it comes upon you, pain can do some things to your life if you're not careful, that it was never intended to do. But I believe that there can be purpose in the pain. We see in this story, and the reason I chose it, because this is one of those stories in the Bible that really stands out to me as a really painful moment where not only they experience great distress, 
But God actually saw them through because if you continue reading, they, you see that, that they get everything back and, and God restores to them all that. And, and sometimes in life, things don't always get restored back to us, but at least we have God who walks with us through the storm. That's what I love so much about communion, about the cross, about Jesus, about what we celebrate this morning. It's, it's because of the cross that you and I have hope in the midst of pain. It's because of the blood of Jesus that was poured out. It, it, it just is a pet peeve of mine when people say his blood was, was spilled. Jesus' blood was not spilled. Spilling always refers to an accident. Jesus deliberately poured out his blood. He laid down his life so that you and I could have access to the Father. Why? So that we could have help in our moments of trouble. That we could, we could have relationship with God unrestricted. And in this scene and in this moment, David's men are so distressed, him and his men, that the Bible says they weeped until they had nothing left. There was no strength left in their bodies. And the, and the Bible says that David's men wanted to pick up stones and cast them at David. Here's what I know about, uh, about pain is that pain can either paralyze you or pain can propel you forward. Pain can either paralyze you, cause you to stop, cause you to get bitter. And if you're not careful, if you don't guard your heart while you're walking through difficult things, what you'll do is you'll pick up stones because of bitterness and you'll cast them at those that love you and those who really want to help you. They were following David because they knew that, that, that God's hand was on his life. There was no doubting that. There was no debating that. And they loved David. They would risk their lives for this man day in and day out. But because of unexpected pain and because they were just so overwhelmed, they wanted to pick up stones and cast them at David. The Bible says David himself was distressed, but the difference is David went to the one place where he knew he could find help. He, 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 he wouldn't have all the answers all, all, all the time figured out, but he knew that if he could go to God's presence, that that would be a very present help in his time of need. David, as a shepherd boy, as a young boy, developed a secret lifestyle, a secret history with God. And it was in God's presence that he found peace. It was in God's presence that, that he found hope. And, and, and it doesn't mean for us that our circumstance changes, but we too can go to God because of Jesus and the cross and we could find peace in our very present need. David goes to God and the Bible says that God strengthens him. I don't know, maybe you're watching online and maybe you're walking through something or maybe you're here today and maybe you're believing for a loved one or you're believing for something in your own life. I, I, I believe that pain is really, it, it, it's, it's a universal language. I mean, it doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't care your financial status. It doesn't care about your, pain affects every single person in life. You go all over the world and, and people experience all kind of pain, but we serve a God whom I have to believe is there with us in the storm. He's there with us in our darkest hours. So pain can either paralyze you or if you see it right and you go to God, it can actually propel you forward. This morning, what I want to do is I want to just simply unpack four truths about pain. And then I want to pray for us this morning. Truth number one is pain is unavoidable. 
Pain is unavoidable. You know, we want a pain-free life, but the problem is, is life is not pain-free. And, and sometimes we buy into this lie that like, now that I'm serving God, now that I put my past behind me, now that I'm really reading my Bible every day and I'm going after God, that, that, that everything's going to be okay, that God's not going to allow any bad things to happen to my, I don't know where we came up with that. And Jesus said, in this world, you will find what? You will have trouble or tribulation or pain. Jesus said, listen, you're going to have pain in life. But he says, take heart, have courage. I have overcome the world. It's, it, it's a lie to think that just because you're serving God, that, that like he's going to, like all of, your, all of your problems are disappearing. And every time you say a prayer, all of a sudden, poof, it's like, you know, the genie in the bottle and everything's fixed. That's not reality. That's not life. Life is not pain free, but we serve a God who will walk with us through any pain. Psalms 34 verse 19. This is a verse that will really get you motivated. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Like, man, praise God. I, I, it's awesome. Really encouraging, Jesus, thank you. But the promise is on the backside of this verse. It says, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. What is he saying? He's like, look, you're gonna go through some stuff. You're gonna go through some hard times. You're gonna go through some suffering. But take heart. He says, I'm gonna deliver you out of all of them. First Peter chapter five is a great verse, verses, uh, passage, verses eight through 10. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. You know what happens when you're going through pain, when you're going through something? The enemy lies to you. And, and, and you want to believe, I'm the only one. No one understands what I'm going through. No one understands the kind of pain that I'm dealing with. It's different than everyone else. Well, listen, your pain may be a little bit different than the person sitting next to you, but pain is pain and suffering is suffering. And you're not the only one. The Bible says that all of us all over the world have gone through some stuff and are going to continue to walk through that. So the truth is, is that there are people who understand. There are people who care. There are people who can listen to you and pray for you, and they might not have all the answers, but they can share what God's done in their life. They can encourage you while you're walking through your difficult moment. And I love verse 10. It says this, in God's kindness, he called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, somebody say a little while. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore, he will support, and he will strengthen you. He will place you on a firm foundation. See, after you go through a little bit of pain, when you come out on the other side, you're going to be stronger. I, I, don't, I don't trust someone who hadn't been through something. I, I don't want to follow someone who hadn't been through something. Come on, somebody, because like a man or a woman who doesn't walk with a limp, in my mind, can't really be trusted. Now, over the years, I've had a lot of people say, Pastor T, man, like you walk, your walk is cool. Your strut is just awesome. <laughs> How do you do that? I'm like, one leg is shorter than the other. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, don't tell me that. You messed it up for me. 
I've walked through some difficult things in life just as you have. But we have a choice while we walk through those moments, either to allow those things to become teaching moments for us, or we can harden our hearts and we can get bitter, we can build up walls and we can cast stones. But the thing is like, I remember early on in ministry, and I, I'm 42 years old, and I remember being 21 through 23, and I was like, I had all the answers. Like, I was so passionate, I still like to think I'm passionate today. I don't believe that passion has to die because you're older, it actually should get stronger. But you get wiser, and, and, and it's like, when you've walked through some things, you're not quick, so quick to speak like you used to be. When you've walked through some stuff, your, your, your praise is a little different. Come on, somebody, your, your worship is a little different. Like, like when you look at someone and they're kind of worshiping different than you and you're like, who do they think they are? Hold up. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've come out of. Because when I look in the Bible, when I see a man or a woman who's been through something and, and they allow the process of pain to develop something good in their life, they walk a little bit different when they come out. See, when you've been through something, it causes you to be more humble. It causes you to be you know, more, more empathetic with people who are going through something else. You're, you're more likely to, to find yourself crying, tender, compassionate. Your heartstrings get pulled a little bit easier. I, 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 I thought as a young man, like crying, that's weak. Like, like, like being humble, that's weak. Let's stand up, let's be proud, let's be passionate. But the more and more that I've walked through some difficult things in life, Here's what I realized. If it wasn't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for God's goodness, I wouldn't be standing here today. I wouldn't still be married. I wouldn't still be in ministry. I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for the grace of God. It has nothing to do with me, but I've learned to lean into pain because I know I don't have to walk through it alone, that God's spirit is with me and he walks with me. Your situation might not change, the feeling of it might not change, but you don't have to walk through it alone. And here's what I can promise you. When you come out on the other side, you will be stronger. You will be able to have broader shoulders to carry more things. So pain is unavoidable. Truth number two is pain was never meant to destroy you. It was meant to develop you. Pain was never meant to destroy us. It was meant to develop us. And, and if... If we're not careful when we're walking through pain, what happens is we like to build up walls in our life to protect us from experiencing that pain. If you've had relational pain, you know what I'm talking about, you kind of build walls up with people. If you walk through some financial trouble, some financial pressure, what do you do? You build walls up to kind of safeguard yourself from that. And you, and, and you start to get hard-hearted, but but pain was never meant to destroy your life. It was meant to develop you. It was meant to help you. I, I, I don't know about you, but have you ever been to the gym? Like after like a, an extended like break, like maybe from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and you get into New Year and you're like, yeah, I'm about to do this thing. You get in the gym on that first workout and it's like, let's go. And you're feeling pretty, you're feeling pretty strong, I ain't gonna lie. I can do, I, I haven't missed a beat, this is awesome. You get in there, you work out some legs, and you're like, I'm just going to keep putting weight on that, 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 you know, on the bar. This is great. Till you wake up the next morning, you can't walk. And then you wake up the next morning, you can't even sit on the commode. You can't do anything, man. You're just like, this is messed up. 
I can't move. But what happens is you keep going back. Why do you keep going back and enduring that pain? Because the pain eventually gets easier and you know that God is developing something in your body through that physical activity that you wouldn't have had otherwise. When you walk through something in life, man, I'm telling you, God uses that pressure. He uses that pain to develop some things in you. Recently, I went through a series of, of events that, that I just gotta be honest were, were really difficult. And, and, and they were in the area of relationships and, and I didn't wanna do it. And honestly, I didn't have to do it. But I just felt like God was really like, he had his hand on, on this, these particular situations. And so I was going back home, it's about seven hour drive and, and uh, I was gonna come in contact and have you know, interaction with some relationships. And a few of them were prior to me giving my life to Jesus. And so there were some things done against me that were, that were wrong. And there were some really bad things that I had done against some other people. And so I was really worried about how they were going to receive me. And, and so I went into those two particular encounters. And I, I'm, I'm being a little vague because I want to be honoring but I, I, I went into the, those relationships and it's amazing what happens. You, you carry things in life for so long and you feel like the person like is still thinking about that, but they've moved on with their life, you know, and they extended so much grace to me. And they were like, man, you know what? We were young and we all did dumb things. And you know what, man, I love you and I forgive you and it's all good. And it was just like a weight just came off of me and I thought, wow, this is awesome. But then there was another encounter that I knew that I was going to have. And honestly, I, I didn't want to do it. And I, I felt like I, I've already put myself in a vulnerable situation with these other two scenarios and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this, but I just like, I, I've got to do this. And, and so I did. And I got to be honest, like that, that one didn't go as I expected. And, and it was a good encounter, but it was really hard, and when I walked away, I got in my truck, and I just broke. I just began to cry, and it was, man, it was so painful. And this was pretty recent. And I'm still walking through the process of something that happened a long time ago when I was young. And continuing, God's got me on a process of healing in, in, in this relationship, and it didn't turn out like I wanted. And I prayed for a different result, and it didn't happen. And I could easily sit there and go, God, why did you make me do this? I could have said, I told you that's what was going to happen. That's what always happens. But I really felt like it wasn't about how that person was going to respond. It was about what God was wanting to do in me. It was about the development that I need continually in my life in that area. How could I sit and stand in front of my children and my children's children one day and encourage them to do hard things and difficult things if I run from them? How can I stand on a platform in front of thousands of young people and speak to a generation and tell them to do hard things if I'm not willing to do them myself? And you know what? I have the grace to forgive and I have the grace to move on, but it's not about what God's doing in that person. It's about what God did in me. And I came home and, and, and I could look at my wife and my kids and go, you know what, that, that was tough and it's still tough. 
And, and you know what? But if God tells me to do it again, guess what? I'm going to do it again. Why? Because there's some things that can only happen, you can only learn by going through the classroom of suffering. And if you're not willing to walk through some pain, there's going to be some strength that you're going to lack in your life. There's going to be some weight that comes on your life. You're just not going to be able to live spiritually because you haven't been crushed and walked through some things. God uses those moments in our life to develop us and to teach us. Truth number three is pain is a great teacher, but only for those who are willing to learn. You know, I, I don't know a single person that my favorite thing to do, like, is to go to the dentist office. Like, it's awesome. Like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to the dentist office. It's great. No, I mean, you're crazy if you think that. No one thinks that. And so, like, pain can actually be a good thing because, like, you know, let's say you have a cavity. And all of a sudden, starts giving that tooth starts giving you some trouble. That's an indicator that something is wrong. You need to go check that out. Get that checked out. And so you go to the dentist's office, and they're like, yeah, you got a cavity. In fact, it's infected. So we're going to have to do some work. And so, you know, they, they do some. And don't you love, like, when they're doing their work, and they have that little thing there, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, man, get that off me. You know, what's going on? You're laying down. You got the glasses on. And I'm like, do you really enjoy putting your hands in people's mouths? I don't really know, but awesome. Every, we, we need them. And so they're there and they do that and, and like they fix you up. And like your, your face, you can't even feel your face. It's like, Ugh. and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, uh, can I give you some advice? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't eat Laffy Taffy's and drink Mountain Dew right before you go to bed. And, and you might want to floss a little bit more. And so what are they trying to tell you? They're trying to help you. They're trying to teach you that, hey, that pain you know, you don't have to do that. You can learn from that, and you don't have to experience that again. Sometimes pain is self-inflicted, but sometimes pain just comes out of nowhere. But pain's a great teacher. I want, I want to make this practical, because I want to bring it from, like, up here, and I want to bring it to our everyday life. And so maybe some of these, these sayings right here will help you. Maybe the pain of betrayal was there to teach you to be loyal. Maybe the pain of loneliness or being left out was there to teach you to be an includer of others. Maybe the pain of being talked about was to teach you that your words have power and they should be used to build up instead of destroy. Maybe the pain of losing a loved one was there to teach you that life isn't short or life is short and that you should make every single day count and cherish the moments. Uh, maybe the pain of your parents going through a divorce was to teach you how valuable marriage is and that it's worth fighting for. I, I don't know where you're at today. I know where I'm at in my journey. And I know that the process of pain, I'm still walking through some things, but, but I'm here to tell you that God is with me and God will be with you no matter what you walk through in life. But we have to position ourselves in such a way that we can receive the lessons that pain will bring in our life. And it's all about how we handle it. It's all about how we look at it. It's not fun. It's never convenient. It never shows up at the right moment. But God will not waste your pain. God will take the things that you've walked through in life and this leads me to my last point. God will use your pain to free others out of their pain. God will use the stuff that you've walked through in life 
to be able to help someone else through their suffering, through their season of difficulty. Listen, we all walk through stuff and we can either get bitter or we can get better. The choice is up to us. We don't always make the right decision. We don't always handle it right because we're emotional beings and sometimes our emotions get the best of us. I, I, I don't always make the right choice, but here's what I know to be true. Like David, I know where to go to get help. And I gotta go to Jesus and to the presence of God and I can go to the word and I can get some promises in the Bible and I can say, God, this doesn't feel good. It's not, it doesn't even feel fair. It doesn't even feel right. But God, I know that you're with me. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and they're safe. Our God is a very present help in time of need. God will walk with you through every difficult season in life. And, 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 and honestly, some of the darkest moments of my life, some of the most difficult moments of my life has been when I felt God's presence the most. You think that, God, where are you? You've abandoned me. Why are you? Look, if we get on the train to question, you know what the destination that, that, that you arrive is confusion and bitterness. You begin to question everything. Why this happened? If God's so good, I don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. The fact is we live in a fallen world and stuff happens. But God will be with you while you walk through that. I used to think that God was distant, that God was far, that God didn't care. <clears throat> I used to think that my prayers wouldn't go past the ceiling. But I realized later on as I've walked through some things that in every season and in every moment of my life, he was there. Even when I didn't love him, even when I was running from him, even when I was doing things that, man, I regret, he was there. It was his hand that guided me. It was his grace that allowed me to keep going on when I wanted to quit, when I wanted to throw in the towel. It was his goodness that allowed me to walk through the seasons of suffering and pain that I was walking through. I'm here to tell somebody, either in this room or online, don't quit. Don't give up. Own the pain that you have in your life. Well, how do I own it? Well, the first thing is in Proverbs 4, it says, above all else, it says, guard your heart because everything in life flows from it. Look, you've got to own your own heart. And look, if you, if, if, if you haven't stewarded your heart well and you've gotten bitter and you've cast stones at loved ones. You've built walls in your life. You have unforgiveness. You have to own that. I can't own that for you. You have to own that. You have to go to the cross and you say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for having bitterness in my heart. Forgive me for building up walls in my life. I got so sick and tired of being a prisoner of my own walls. Feeling like and thinking that I was actually doing something good by protecting myself from other people. So I'm going to build walls up. But actually, I was the one that was suffering. Because when you have walls up in your life because you've been hurt relationally, you can't receive what God wants to give you through the people around you. And what you want to do is you, you, you become critical of everyone. You begin to blame everyone. You play these mind games and these scenarios that play out that are not even real. And you get all stirred up. You got to go to the cross. You got to say, in the name of Jesus, I pray that these walls will come down. I release those who've hurt me. 
Lord, I know they violated me. It wasn't right. I didn't deserve that. But God, I understand we live in a fallen world. I understand that hurting people hurt people. So I choose to forgive. I choose to release because I don't want to be in bondage. So I choose to forgive and release because Jesus said, listen, if you don't forgive others, you're not going to be forgiven as well. There's something powerful about coming to the cross and going, man, I'm just laying it all down. And when you do that, when you own your pain in the right way, here's what happens. God will use your pain to help someone else. I'm sure each and every one of us in this room and those watching online, we would look back at the, at the tape of our life. We could look back in the rearview mirror and go, man, if I could take that part of my life out and that piece of pain out and that season out, I would. And probably I would, I would do so too. But because God has is use some of those dark moments in my life to help other people. I've learned, you know what, if that's what God wants me to do, if he wants me to lean into something difficult and it's gonna help someone else, then awesome, I'm gonna do it. Someone has gotta stand up and go, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk against the storms of life, not in willpower, not in my own strength. I know I'm doing this because Jesus is with me and it just might help somebody else on the backside of what they're walking through. I've had to pioneer some things for my family. I've had to pioneer some things for my kids. And I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to be a person who blazes a trail for those coming behind you. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what, I'm going to do the dirty work. And I'm going to, man, I'm just going to go through some stuff so that those coming behind me, my ceiling becomes their floor. I'm preaching real good this morning. I know, I know sometimes, I know it's tough. Look, I, I, I'm not the most talented person. I find myself so many times, I'm like, God, why? Like, who am I? Who am I to, to do this? And who am I to do that? You know what Jesus always reminds me? You said yes. It's not about being talented. It's not about being, you know, the best. It's about saying yes every day. It's about getting up even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it, even when it doesn't sound good, even when I just want to sit back and I just want to just kind of, you know, suffer in my own little self-sympathy. It's about getting up going, I'm saying yes every single day to you, Jesus. It's not I who live, but it's Christ Jesus who lives in me. And there's some of you in this room, you're walking through some stuff. And I just want to tell you by the Spirit of God this morning, the reason you're walking through some stuff is because you're pioneering something for those coming behind you. Don't quit. Don't give up. God is with you. God is with you. I want us to bow our heads, close our eyes this morning. There's two groups of people that I want to pray for. First, that first group, and you're like, you know what? Man, that is me, like all the way. And, and I'm with you then I want, I want to pray for you and I want to tell you, if that's you, at the end of the service and at the end of a song that we're about to do, we're going to have a ministry team come up here and I want you to come up here and pray with them. But there's a second group of people that are here, maybe watching online and something stirred up in you. God's speaking to you. God's, God's pointing out something in your heart and he's saying, these walls, this relationship, it's time that we deal with that. It's time that we go there. It's time that we do that. Now, I, I want to tell you that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's usually a process. And I want to pray for you because I believe that God is starting something in your life. He's starting that healing process. And sometimes you have to be willing to walk through some pain 
in order to come out on the other side the way God wants you to. So Father, I pray this this morning for those that are watching online and those that are here. I pray, Lord, for that first group and God of people that are saying, that's me and I know I'm ready to be activated and I'm ready to do something about this. God, I pray as they step out in faith and they grab the hand of someone else and, and, and Lord, they just come to the cross and just, Lord, I pray the walls will come down in their life. I pray that they would experience supernatural freedom in Jesus' name. But God, I pray for also the second group, Lord, and they're, they're, Lord, you're stirring something up in them. You're starting to highlight some things in their life. God, I'm asking that you would give them the courage to step out in faith and know that this is gonna be hard. This is not gonna be easy. But God, you're gonna be with them all along the way. Your grace is gonna see them through this process, God, and they are gonna come out on the other side stronger. They're gonna walk different. They're gonna think different, God. They're gonna have more grace in their life because they've been through something. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you for taking these words and ministering to us. God, I pray that you would continue to give us the boldness and the courage and the humility to do the things that are necessary and the things that are hard. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give God a hand. I hope those of you watching online, I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you and I hope it met you right where you are. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 